Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck. Welcome to Go Green Radio, everybody. So glad that you could join us today. I'm excited about our show. If you've been listening to Go Green Radio for a while, you know that we cover a wide variety of environmental topics. And when we talk about food, like we are today, we're going to be talking about fish, it's always with either um, a view towards sustainable sourcing or how maybe environmental pollutants can end up in our food and what we can do to eat cleaner um, and more environmentally responsible. And so today we're going to be focusing on fish, um, its health benefits, but also how we can ensure that we minimize the amount of mercury that we take. And, you know, a lot of us have kind of pulled back from our fish consumption, even though we know it's good for us because we're concerned about bioaccumulative toxins like mercury and pesticides and things like that ending up in our body and accumulating. But today our guest is Sean Wittenberg, and he's the president and founder of um, a company called Safe Catch. And we're going to be talking to him about a lot of things, uh, but we're going to start off with talking about why. It's a good idea to eat fish, but I want to welcome him to the show. Sean, so glad to have you on Go Green Radio. Thanks, Joe. We're really excited to be here. Really excited for this opportunity to share some of these ideas with your with your audience. You bet. Well, let's begin by talking about the health benefits of eating fish, especially for adults. Um, I know that I myself and I, I think some of our listeners may have, like I said, pulled back from eating fish. What important nutrients might we be missing if we do that? Well, the seafood in general is, is really a superfood. When you get past some of the challenges we face um, with things like uh, mercury and other environmental pollutants, when you get past that and you look at fish itself, it's a superfood. It has, most importantly and, and most as far as a pop word, is the omega-3s, those fatty acids that help your brain and your body perform at its best. They're uh, one of those um, nutrients that your body can't create on its own. You need to get it from food. And the thing that's so great about getting it from seafood is that seafood has that, the micronutrients and minerals and vitamins that work in concert with the omega-3s to actually open up the bioavailability of omega-3s that you couldn't get from a fish oil pill. So getting your nutrients and your omega-3s from fish is really the best way to get that. Additionally, it's an excellent source of healthy, lean protein. Um, and so when you put that together, it's just something that's phenomenal for your body. So the goal is is to really get those servings of seafood up to two to three servings, eight to 12 per week, and to get them with fatty fish like tunas and salmons and sardines mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So that's, mm-hmm. that's the uh, combo you're looking for. And if you can get that going in your body, your body will, will be very excited and reward you for it with, with better uh, concentration, memory, focus, um, higher energy levels, um, your immune system improves. I mean, the list really is quite extensive. Mm -hmm. Now, many of our listeners are parents. And of course, you know, there's concern amongst parents about, you know, feeding their children fish. Why should they be doing that? What are the unique benefits for young children who consume fish? I mean, the number one, from my point of view, and from the point of view of a company is neurodevelopment and muscle development. And you're talking about um, really allowing the brain to grow and to function at its highest potential. So 
as a parent, the ultimate goal is to do everything you can to maximize the potential of your kid, whether that be the schools you pick or the diet they have or the activities they do. Um, parents really want to provide the best for their kids. And if you're trying to have your son or daughter perform at their absolute best, you want to get access to these seafood-driven foods because, you know, it can help with concentration. It can help with you actually becoming, you know, it's funny to say, smarter than you would be otherwise because Mm -hmm. by getting omega-3s as your brain is developing, you're actually um, allowing it to develop to its fullest potential. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to talk about some recent advice that was issued by the FDA and the EPA regarding fish consumption. And according to the press release that I saw, the advice was specifically geared toward helping women who are pregnant or may become pregnant, as well as breastfeeding mothers and parents of young children. And it was designed to help them make informed choices when it comes to fish um, that's healthy and safe to eat. And um, they categorized the fish into three choices. There were best choices, good choices, and fish to avoid. Talk to us about each of these categories and the types of fish in each one. Yeah, let's, you know, the the challenge that the FDA and EPA has is is that the U.S. population as a whole doesn't eat enough seafood, and that's a problem because you're not getting all the benefits from the things we just mentioned. So the average American is eating about four and a half ounces per week and the recommendation, you know, almost between all nutritionists, dietitians, health professionals, which also includes those within the EPA and FDA, are to eat between 8 to 12. So we're eating about a third to a half of what they want to do. The, the, the mantra, if you will, amongst the industry and amongst these health professionals, some health professionals, is that the benefits outweigh the risks, and that is, the key is, is to get seafood into your diet and, you know, yes, you might be exposed to potential levels of mercury, but overall the, the benefits outweigh the risks. And so they tried to take it with this list and try to take it one step further and saying how do we give choices that will um, get the best health benefits for people while minimizing the risks and trying to create a more user-friendly solution for consumers. Because seafood is a little bit more, well, not a little bit, it's significantly more complicated than other animal proteins. You know, a cow mm-hmm. makes beef, a chicken makes poultry, but, you know, you're really looking at one animal. When you look in the ocean, you're talking about hundreds, if not thousands, of different species and varieties of fish. And so as a consumer, you go in and you could be someone who just shuts down because you don't know which ones to pick. So the FDA picked these three lists that they said the best choice, which are servings that they would recommend even for our most vulnerable consumers, which would include small children or a pregnant woman or a woman who is either considering becoming pregnant or who, or who is breastfeeding, and mm-hmm. that would be the best, best list. And so they picked that as to be fish that were um, lowest in mercury. And then hopefully within that list there's some great choices that have high omega-3s, some not so much. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Then they have a good choice list, which would have a higher mercury average than the, the um, best choice, and that would then also be something they would recommend once a week um, for the same vulnerable consumers. And then they had a list of the choices to avoid, which would be the very high mercury fish where the risks and their opinion, and we share that opinion, outweighs the benefits. And so that was how they broke down this list. And... Mm-hmm. 
Um, I've re- recently wrote an opinion piece on this list. I put it on safecatch.com. I wrote a blog on it because um, us, like the Environmental Working Group and some other um, uh, bodies out there that have, have reviewed this list and have access to large amounts of data, um, we see some challenges to the list. Mm-hmm. Um, fundamentally, um, this list focuses strongly on the average mercury concentration, but the reality is that the, the concentration of mercury levels in many of the fish on, it, within not only the best choice list and the good choice list is much higher than we want to see. And so what I mean by that is, is that they're, sh- they're producing an average level for a product. So mm-hmm. let's pick something off the list to just give an example for your listeners. And so you'd say, okay, let's go to the good choice list and let's look at, let's look at halibut. Halibut's a great choice, right? Halibut's a great mm-hmm. fish. We love it um, as adults who are not pregnant. It's something that we occasionally eat. Now, a halibut in a commercial fish can be a very, very small fish. It can be between 10 to 20 pounds, and it can also go all the way up to well over 120-pound fish. Mm. So our company, which we'll talk about in a second and what we do, has tested t- thousands of halibut of all different sizes and ranges. And in our database, we've seen some halibut that have trace, trace levels of mercury, very, very low levels. And then we've seen other halibut that would have well over the FDA action limit. And so you're seeing a range in there of, of 20, 30 times one fish to the other fish. So wow. when you're looking at a vulnerable consumer, someone who's either a very small a child who's, you know, anywhere from 20 to 75 pounds, or a pregnant woman who's, you know, essentially the source of feeding a, a developing um, fetus, that type of being exposed to a spike in mercury concentration that high can have a meaningful negative impact to the development of either that child or the fetus. And so the... We, we're recommending taking the step one step farther and um, creating what we, we're calling a fair choice list, which would be taking those items from the good choice list and putting them on an adults-only list um, because those good choice lists we don't think are ideally suited for those types of consumers that, like, as I just mentioned, that are either um, pregnant or, or very small child or, or, or responsible for a small child. Well, and that's going to resonate with a lot of child advocates out there. I mean, even PTA, I mean, they deal with these kinds of issues. Believe it or not, a lot of people think that parent-teacher organizations are just out there fundraising and throwing, you know, parties for the kids. But actually, they get involved in a lot of legislative issues. And that's actually how I came to form my nonprofit 15 years ago. The Go Green Initiative was inspired by some legislative action that was being pushed by the California State PTA. And they respond very favorably to these types of concepts. And so, Sean, if you need help getting in touch with some of the most powerful moms in the world, um, I will help you do that. Because I think that that what you're suggesting um, is something that even in, you know, when child advocates are looking at pesticides or, you know, other types of, of chemicals, a lot of times we see that, uh, you know, what's considered safe is tested on a 150-pound adult and not on, you know, and of course we don't want to test on children, but, but 
what is considered safe for adults is absolutely not safe for children. And so I think what you're suggesting here would resonate in a big way with a lot of child advocacy organizations out there. I mean, that, that Jill, I'm, I'm 100. First of all, yes, please, we'd love to meet super moms around the world. <laughs> please do. Please do. Yep. I mean, that's really what our company is all about. I mean, what we set out to do is this for me, this is something that started about 14 years ago, and it started for me um, actually from my mom. So I was graduating well, from UC, UC Davis, and my mom brought an article um, from a prevention magazine. And this has got to be 2003 or four, I think. And in this magazine, she was, um, it said, you know, moms uh, should limit or avoid eating tuna and other fish because they could be high in mercury. And my mom brings me this article as I'm graduating school. And she says, look at this. You just lost two of your five school lunches because my mom used to make my school lunches and I'd have tuna fish twice a week. And she's like, yeah, someone's got to do something about this. And, you know, it set us on our path and, you know, coming from a science background in, our, in the assets we had here in the Bay Area, in California, we started to pursue developing this high-speed mercury tool where we could start yep. testing fish to start to create a safeguard for consumers, particularly moms and kids. Well, and I love that, Sean, and we're going to go into great detail on that in our next segment. So don't go away, folks. We've got to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we've got much more with Sean Wittenberg. So don't go away. There's more Go Green Radio right after this. News, opinion, Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Conservation starts with us. Learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to Our Wild World with host Ellie Weiss. Our show centers on Africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife, ecology, and ourselves. However, we'll also discuss what's going on closer to home. And most importantly, we'll let you know what can be done in our own backyards by featuring guest experts and featuring your questions and answers. Listen every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. So glad that you could all tune in. In case you've just joined us, let me catch you up. Our guest today is Sean Wittenberg. He's the president and founder of a company called Safe Catch, and you can check them out online. Don't close this tab in your web browser. Keep listening to us on voiceamerica.com. But you can open up a new tab in your web browser and go to www.safecatch.com. Dot com. And we were just talking about mercury in fish. And Sean, I want to just back up for a second because I'm not assuming that all of our listeners would know this. But what are the human health risks of consuming too much mercury? What does it do to the body? So mercury is a neurotoxin. And it's arguably one of the more dangerous um, products or, or, you know, transition metals, the only transition metal you can put in your body. And what happens is, is that mercury um, can impact your cognitive function your, and, and the function of some of your major organs. The mercury, as it enters your bloodstream, um, can, in its methylmercury form, let me actually back up and talk about how mercury gets into fish first so you can understand then how it impacts the body. Because how mercury gets into your body through seafood and why that's a little bit more concerning than other forms of mercury is something we should touch on. You know, you Do might it. have, if you, if you talk to your parents or grandparents or someone older, they can talk about back in the day playing with mercury in their hands because it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's uh, liquid at, at room temperature. But the mercury that gets into our seafood is coming into our seafood through two ways. It comes in through natural sources, which is volcanic activity, um, natural forest fires, which would essentially release mercury into our environment. And then it comes in through man-made sources, the most prevalent and the one that's probably most important for us all listening right now is through coal-fired power plants and coal-fired energy. So what happens between either the volcanic activity as well as through coal-fired power plants, we'll focus on coal power, is the mercury is locked in the coal. And what happens is, is when you burn the coal, the, coal is vapor, the mercury is vaporized, and it goes up with the products of combustion into the upper stratosphere and gets into the rain clouds. As that mercury gets into the rain clouds, it's in its elemental form at this point. It goes in those rain clouds, and oftentimes it will then pour out of those clouds and rain, fall in our oceans, our rivers, and make its way into our oceans. As that elemental mercury goes into our oceans, a chemical reaction takes place, and that elemental mercury bonds and becomes a methyl bond, methyl mercury. The methyl mercury is a more um, dangerous compound um, for human exposure than the elemental form. That methyl mercury binds with plant life. Okay? And then what mm-hmm. happens is the small fish that feed on the plant life eats that mercury and ingests that uh, methyl mercury into their body. And then bigger fish eat the smaller fish, you know, the, the food chain, as we'll say. And through that food chain, a bigger fish than eating the smaller fish and even bigger fish eating those medium-sized fish, a process of biomagnification takes place. And that biomagnification takes place because 
they're now eating fish that have more mercury in it, and it begin, begins to grow and grow. And that's why traditionally you'll see higher mercury levels in a swordfish than you would a sardine. And that's reflected on the EPA's list. So it's really important to understand that dynamic and then to understand where we as humans are on that food chain, whether it be on land or sea, we're consistently at the top. And so we have a, the, the beauty for us is that we have a choice in the fish that we can eat. We can either decide to eat those fish that are lower in mercury or we can go after those fish and eat the fish, the larger predatory fish, which can potentially be higher in mercury. So when we eat that fish and that mercury gets into our body, into our body, it goes through our bloodstream and gets into our bloodstream, into our body, and then it oftentimes will bind with dense tissue. And dense tissue is dense in your brain. You can look at hearts. You can look at your kidneys. And when it's there, it is, it is the proverbial bowl in the china shop. It just causes havoc. Now, the thing that you need to understand about your bodies is your bodies is naturally designed to address fil- fil- filtering toxins, right? You have this filtration system. And the way I like to envision that is your body is like a bathtub. So think about, I weigh about 165 pounds, that's my size bathtub. Now think about a small child, 75 pounds, that's their bathtub. So depending on your bathtub and the amount of other toxins you're dealing with, in addition to mercury, think about pesticides and other things, your body is working hard to make sure that bathtub doesn't overflow. If you are eating fish that have lower trace levels of mercury, your body can filter out most of that, and if not all of it, in time, and you are a, you know, a well-running machine. You're doing great. If you start eating too much fish or, or be exposed to too much toxins and you're overloading your bathtub, it starts to overflow, it's going to affect you based on your, the weak chain in your link. So if mm-hmm. it could be a heart function, it could be a kidney function, but for most people it ends up being a brain issue. And the low trace levels can be things like um, um, fatigue and concentration issues, um, slight impacts to memory loss. Um, it can be numbness in your fingers and your toes. It's all these different things of information going through your brain and having those neuropaths being impacted in one way, shape, or form. And so that's the low-level dose. And now what I'm just going to say is as you continue to, to stack more and more of a workload overflowing your bathtub more and more, it can get to a point where you have real, real health concerns all the way to the point of permanent damage. Now, wow. that's, how the, the, that's how the scale tips, right? And so when we're talking about adults that are fully developed, you, me, people that aren't pregnant, I don't know where, if you are or not, but if you're not pregnant or you're not dealing with a small kid, when you start to expose these more vulnerable people to, to this mercury, their brains are developing. So now you can start to impact the cognitive development. So unlike a full-grown adult that can be exposed to things, I can recover in a way that allows me to get pretty, pretty close to my same true potential, probably an unnoticeable difference. However, if you're now talking about a fetus that is being exposed to heavy levels of mercury, that impact that can happen to that fetus is a lifelong change, and it's going to be eroding the potential of that new person. Mm -hmm. And so I don't usually go into this degree of depth into the issue, but that's ultimately the reason that we take this so seriously. So for our company, what we've set out to do is say, look, what if we can embrace all these great health benefits that we kicked off your show with, all the reasons you're supposed to eat these products, and address these health concerns directly? 
not through a study, not through, um, you know, generalities, but by saying, can we create safeguard technologies that remove the concern 100% of the time so that a, a parent or a small kid or a pregnant woman can say, you know what, I know I'm absolutely certain that this product here and what's in it is transparent to me so that I can make the most informed decision and take that data to my health professional, to my OBGYN, to my pediatrician, to my dietitian, and say, hey, here's the white paper on the products that I have from this company. Here's exactly what's in it. How can I now as a consumer, based on my body type, because we're all different to certain degrees, how can I eat this product and still you know, be safe and ultimately feel great. Well, and, talk um, to us about how you guys do that. I mean, talk to us about the the technology that you use um, to to help consumers of safe catch products feel confident that they are getting the lowest possible mercury levels. And, and just talk to us about how you deal with the mercury issue. Yeah. So, I mean, we first, we first you know, we're science back. We, we developed a, a product line only after trying several different um, original strategies. We, we originally thought that if we developed a technology that could rapidly test at low cost um, for, for total mercury concentration in seafood, that we would have created a solution that we could then um, provide to big seafood brands and to the government and others to provide testing to create the safeguards themselves. And um, I don't know if people who are listening are from in, in college, but when I was in college, when I left, I was, no pun intended to this show, I was very green. Um, I was mm-hmm. naive to think that if you develop a solution, a technology alone, that that technology will be adopted. So we put together a great team. We had a series of Ph.D. physicists. We had, um, you know, some Ph.D. Um, chemical engineers and and just a, a really great team to develop this tool. And we spent about four or five years developing a tool that could essentially take a tissue sample from um, seafood about the size of a grain of rice. And we could insert it into our machine and we could test that product for its total mercury concentration in real time. And this was wow. a major breakthrough because before this technology, the main issue was that the current technologies, whether it be ICPMS or others, you know, required sending samples, seafood samples, to a, a lab, you know, accredited lab, having that lab run an analysis and give them back results. The process took about a week, and it cost about a hundred bucks, and you know, it wasn't a scalable solution to provide real-time safeguards for consumers, not just from a cost perspective, but just from a logistical perspective. Um, seafood processing environments and the environment of, of the seafood supply chain um, is very complex, and it is in environments that are about as far away from the environments of an aseptic lab as you could possibly get. So yeah. we had to overcome a variety of logistical um, efficiency and environmental challenges to develop this tool, and we did. Um, and then we took this tool... And we started to socialize this tool with um, the, you know, the institutions and companies I, I mentioned. And um, two, two realities kept coming up. One, either we weren't interested or they wanted us to create 
a testing certification, which ultimately would be a rubber stamp where everything is good. And, you know, and that's not how it works. Yeah. And and, and it was an easy check for us. I mean, it was an easy check for us, but we turned our back on that because it's not in line with the values of what we're trying to do. Exactly. And I want to get into that um, in much more detail. We've got to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to pick up where we left off with Sean. So don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after this. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Do the adventures of Indiana Jones leave you curious about this exotic and unusual profession? If so, don't miss Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology with Dr. Joseph Schuldenrein. You'll learn about forensics, ancient civilizations, and human origins. Listen to Dr. Schuldenrein and colleagues discuss their excavations and related archaeological topics, ranging from the unique to the sublime, and yes, even the mundane. Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology, live Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. I just want to give you all a quick reminder that Go Green Radio is just a small sliver of a bigger organization. In 2002, I started the Go Green Initiative. You can check us out at gogreeninitiative.org. And it has become a program that is the largest environmental education program globally. We work with schools pre-K through university in all 50 states and in 73 countries around the world, helping them to conserve natural resources, for future generations and to protect children's health through reducing their exposure to environmental pollutants. And we do this 
for free. Schools pay nothing for the training materials and the consultation and services that we provide and all the content that we provide. And the way that we're able to do that is through the generosity of people like you. So if you'd like to donate, you can do it right on our website and we sure do appreciate it. Well, today our guest is Sean Wittenberg, in case you're just tuning in, and he's the president and founder of a company that I have become a new consumer of because I'm excited about their technology and I love their product. The company is called Safe Catch. You can check them out at safecatch.com. And just before the break, we were talking about the technology that they use to ensure that their products are safe. And not only that, we're going to talk about why they're so tasty in a minute. But Sean, I want you to pick up where you left off in talking about the testing and the technology behind your product. Yeah. So what we what we did is we developed um, a high speed mercury analyzer, um, as I mentioned. And what the analyzer can do is it, it's been a breakthrough because unlike other technologies, we can test in real time within the seafood supply supply chain. We can integrate it into the seafood supply chain. So what the technology can do is it can essentially take a tissue sample about the size of a grain of rice, about 50 to 100 milligrams is the sample size, and we can inject it into our machine. And The machine has a very sensitive balance inside, so the machine will then take a very sensitive weight measurement of the, or mass measurement of the sample, and then it will digest that sample through our, our system, and it will then measure the mercury content and content divided by mass gives us the concentration. And so we set up a system with this machine where it can run that process and be sensitive down to about the um, 10 parts to 5 parts per billion, which is about 99 to 99.5% below the FDA action limit of 1 part per million. And it's accurate to about 3 to 5% max error from that, from that reading. So we, we are very, very accurate and very sensitive. And so we're capable of quickly, accurately, and to a very, very low level, testing fish for its total mercury concentration. So what we've been able to do is take this technology, and we've been around the world. So over the last 10 years, um, before we created SafeCatch, we had taken this technology and tested fish in every major body of water and every major species. Our company is just now this month passing our one millionth mercury test. That makes us the largest database of mercury results in the world. We're bigger than any government or private lab combined. Um, So it's given us an opportunity to really understand the landscape and understand the supply chain and understand the challenges we face globally in facing this particular challenge. There's more challenges. You talk about them all the time, Jill, on your show. But for this particular one, this uh, this is our strong suit. Mm-hmm. So what we did is we, after years of trying to create standards and, and certifications to safeguard consumers, particularly the vulnerable consumers, which is the core of our discussion here today, like pregnant women and small kids, we couldn't get those standards to be adopted. And so after years of trying, we pivoted. And they wrote about this pivot in Inc. Magazine sometime in early 2014, I think, as we just started our quest and created SafeCatch. And what we did at SafeCatch is we wanted to create a product with complete, complete transparency on the mercury concentrations um, to create limits and to create uh, standards that people could trust. Essentially, mm-hmm. going back to the beginning of our show, essentially saying, 
how can we embrace these unbelievable health benefits of eating seafoods? This is just a superfood and something you need to eat to, to be your best. How can we get that into your life while also addressing this concern that's, that's real? And um, we really are proud of the product we created um, because we, have, we think we've really done it. So, and I'm excited a- to, to share that with our listeners. And in fact, Sean, you've done with your idea what I had to do with mine. When I first started the Go Green initiative, my hope was to create standards throughout the education industry to implement, you know, safe and healthy and sustainable schools. And realizing after a while that I couldn't shift the whole industry, I started my own organization and we've been working, you know, with with school districts and schools, you know, in in a different way, in the same way that you've taken what should have been, you know, the industry standard for the fish industry. And now you've created a company that's infiltrating the industry. And I hope that because of the quality and the, the testing that's behind Safe Catch, that you become the industry leader and, and move the needle that way. And besides testing for mercury, Safe Catch also cooks its tuna differently than other brands. Talk to us about that process and how it benefits consumers. Yeah, what was really interesting for us is that once we, um, you know, identified how to find these fish, test these fish, and identify the fish that meet our standards, and so like on our Safe Catch Elite, which is our pure as well tuna, that standard has a limit of 0.1 parts per million and an average less than 0.04, it's really 0.036 parts per million, which is the same levels that you'd see on average in a wild salmon or a sardine, very, very low. Um, so when we were able to achieve and identify that product, we then went out and looked at the, how the industry was making tuna. And the vast majority of the way tuna is being made was, was quite surprising. It's really an artifact of when canned tuna was made. Originally, canned tuna was developed to f- try to find a cheap substitute for canned chicken. We're talking about the turn of the 20th century. Um, and at that time, what they realized is that a fish called tombo, which was re- later renamed albacore, they realize that when you cook it twice, the first time you cook it, you cook away all these fat-soluble nutrients, the omega-3s that we now know are so good for us. Then you take that dehydrated lean protein that you've just pre-cooked, you put it through a second wave of processing where you pack it into a can, you add a packing medium like water or oil, and you cook it a second time, you have a white, um, really flavorless lean protein, chicken, mm-hmm. um, if you will. Um, and so you see all the names and the brandings, and that's where the the you know, conventional, you know, decade-old um, tuna companies um, process that they use. So we saw that, and we're like, wait, you're, we're, this process loses all the good stuff. So yeah. we decided to start over, as our company tends to do, and we said, look, how's the best way to make it where we can retain all the health benefits of this product and ideally get it to taste better? So unlike these brands that pre-cook and cook away all these fat-soluble nutrients through these machine processing our process is completely done by hand. So we hand cut and we hand cut and hand pack, excuse me, all of our tuna. So we put a sushi grade tuna steak raw into our BPA free packaging and, and, and we seal it. And so we're not putting a cooked fish in there with a packing medium. We're putting a raw sushi grade tuna steak in there with nothing else. And then what we're doing is we're cooking that fish in a way where it is cooked in the can, which is the retort, which is all canned products. And what we do is we cook it in its own natural fats at a very slow, special 
way. And by doing that, we retain all the available omega-3s and nutrients that's naturally found in the fish in the can. So you, you can get multiples of the omega-3s in our processing technique that you would in this twice-cooked technique. Additionally, because you know, in this technique we don't add packing mediums, we also don't add fillers or additives. So some of these brands, to continue to achieve these very, very low price points, We'll add things like vegetable broth, which oftentimes has GMO-based soy in it, and then they'll add things like pyrophosphates to allow this heavily processed fish to kind of stick together and to somewhat look like tuna, but some consumers who may be listening now have opened that um, really low-end tuna, and it comes out kind of looking like this mushy pile of, Mm -hmm. you know, just stuff and uh (laughs) and that's not what ours looks like if you were to open our tuna we say do not drain because the liquid in our can is actually fish oil and it's the omega-3 so when you have our product you pour the the fish oils and the liquid in the can and the tuna steak you take it out and it'll come out looking like a, a a steak and then we encourage you to first mix up the fish oils and the fish itself and the fish will actually reabsorb all those oils back into the tissue, and then you can eat it however you like it. You can eat it like that, or you can make it however you do it. Some people, everyone has their own tuna salad or tuna recipe. Um, But doing it that way, you actually get all the health benefits of a tuna product that's been individually tested. Now, the reason now, Sean, test it, I just have a quick question for you because I know that this will be first thing on a lot of Go Green Radio listeners' minds. When they think of cans, they think about BPA, and sure. that's been a big issue in the canned food industry lately. Talk to us about how Safe Catch addresses the BPA issue. So we have we're, we we can say BPA free on our can for two reasons. We test. The cans, the can liners, which is uh, a natural liner we talk about on our fact is Organisol. And then mm-hmm. we actually test our finished product. So we are all about quality control and assurances in our products. So what we do is we test everything. And so we test everything that we can test ourselves to our own lab. We test there or we'll use um, an ISO 17025 accredited lab, which is, that, is, is the highest level credit lab to do our testing of the things that we don't do. So that would include BPA. It would also include things like um, radiation from Fukushima. And we look for things Mm -hmm. like cesium-134 and 137. So for us, we look at mercury as the the core technology that we test every fish. And then we take bought-back samples and samples from our processing line. So we have two different levels of product being brought back, and we're actually having that bought by um, other um, labs and having it tested by them, and that results comes to us, and then we publish the results we see directly onto our facts so people can see what we're doing. Um, for us, it's about, as I said, complete transparency. There's mm-hmm. one last point that I really want to bring up, if I could, about why we test every single fish. So we have a system set up where we're testing thousands of tuna every single day. We test each fish one by one, and we only use the fish that meet our published standards. The reason that we test every fish is because in our database, that million tests, what we've seen is is that two fish that are the same size from the same school can vary by 10 to 15 times inside that school. So it's not that you can just test one fish or a couple fish from each lot and feel good that you can provide the 
the, the, the assurances that we provide, the only way to provide those assurances we've learned is to test every single one. And that's why wow. we do it. And I don't think we touched on that earlier in the show. And it's a really key point to why we do what we do. Because some in the industry says um, safe catch is just overkill. They're just doing too much testing. It's, 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 you know, it's, you know, it's not necessary, but mm-hmm. based on our data and based on the work that we've seen, it's, it's absolutely necessary, particularly when you're talking about those vulnerable consumers we kicked off the show with, meaning, meaning pregnant women and small kids. It's, absolutely. It's, from our point of view, paramount. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we've got much, much more with Sean, president of Safe Catch. So don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after this. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh, yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information, about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Conservation starts with us. Learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to Our Wild World with host Ellie Weiss. Our show centers on Africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife, ecology, and ourselves. However, we'll also discuss what's going on closer to home. And most importantly, we'll let you know what can be done in our own backyards by featuring guest experts and featuring your questions and answers. Listen every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Well, back to Go Green Radio. So glad that you could all join us. Uh, we're talking about Safe Catch today. They're a company that is creating um, tuna that is very low in mercury, uh, the lowest you can find, and really tasty. And I just want to say that if you want to try some Safe Catch product, it's so simple. If you go out on their website, safecatch.com, you can either order it online or you can enter your zip code and find stores near you where it's on the shelf. That's what I did. 
tried it out just this week. Love it. I am a total convert, and I'm excited to have their president on our show today, Sean Wittenberg. Sean, one of the things that's really important when we talk about food on Go Green Radio is sustainable sourcing, and I would love for you to spend a little bit of time educating us on exactly where your fish comes from and your sustainable sourcing process. For sure, for sure. Sustainability is key. We need to protect our resources for future generations. It's obviously as important as everything else. Um, so for us, we partnered with the Monterey Bay Aquarium, and we follow the rules of their Seafood Watch program. Um, our company has a real um, philosophy to be honest with ourselves, what we're good at and what we're not. And we went to Monterey Bay Aquarium to the Seafood Watch program because we look at them as the thought leader and the best in the business at, at guiding us. And so that's who we follow. So for us, what we do is all of our albacore tunas that we source, 100% pole and line caught, which meets their green standards. We have um, processing for auditing all of our supply chain with full traceability from the boat captain and its tackle all the way through to when it's received to us. And we have all of that auditing in place to make sure that our captains who we're sourcing from are meeting the standards set by the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch Program. And we're proud, proud partners to be with them. All of our skipjack, which is the type of tuna that we use in our um, Elite product, that product is all caught, which is what we call free school or fad free. So free school or fad free means that there's no fish aggregating devices used in catching the product. It is caught by net, but this technique does meet the standards of the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch program for sustainability. So the, the, the issue with fads, and I'd just like to talk about fads real quick, is a fish aggregating device is, a, is both a man-made and natural source where... They're um, essentially these shelters that will exist in the ocean, and they're kind of like fake islands. And what happens with a fake island is the small feeder fish seek refuge underneath those um, man-made islands, if you will. And those little small fish attract bigger fish. Those bigger fish attract tuna. But it also attracts an entire ecosystem underneath these fads. And you can see Greenpeace and others talking about this issue right now, and they're very, very passionate about it, and rightfully so. And what happens is once they have this whole ecosystem underneath these fads, there's these um, sonar devices and radar devices that will actually communicate with the um, boat captains, telling them the size of the biomass of, of, of life underneath that island. And what will happen is, is that these, these boats will go and take and put a net around the entire island, and what they'll do is they'll take the entire ecosystem from underneath this man-made island, and they'll bring it up. And so what they have in there is a lot of bycatch. So when you do a free school method, catch method like us, bycatch is less than 0.3% or less. It can be – it approaches zero, like true zero. And when you mm -hmm. look at the bycatch that can exist from a – um, person that off a fad, it can be well over 10 to 15%, and you can see it catching, you know, turtles and all types of non-targeted species that are, you know, suffering the the havoc of of a cheaper um, corner cutting fishing technique. And so that's our view on sustainability: is pole and line where we can get pole and line and fad free for our skipjack, and obviously following our stewards, the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch program. 
That is fantastic. Now, besides uh, the Monterey Bay Aquarium, you have some other impressive partnerships and some awards that are mm-hmm. listed on your website. And I'd love to give our listeners a chance to hear about those. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, you know, from because of our standards, we've been able to, and, and the work we do, we've been, you know, we've been able to make partnership with some great companies. So, um, we're the official tuna of the American Pregnancy Association. Um, we're also done work with Healthy Child, Healthy World, which is the environmental working group. We've done work with them. Um, we are with the group Whole30. I don't know if you know the Whole30 mm-hmm. group. It's another great organization. Um, Melissa Hartwig, who runs that, has developed um, dietary guidelines and advice to help us um, really ch- achieve peak performance. Um, we also are paleo certified. I don't know if anyone knows what the paleo certified movement is on your on your yep. phone, but that's really the caveman diet. Um, mm, yep. We are paleo certified and proud of that um, because our product has um, you know no sugar, no carbs, no fillers. It's 35 grams of protein in each can um, with no carbs or anything else. So these these different groups who are making health recommendations in the nutrition dietary community are are supporting us. Mm-hmm. And um, that's really been our key partnerships to help us um, get out there and, and get cranking. Well, and that is really impressive, especially considering that you're a fairly new company. I, I'm really excited for you and can only imagine what the future holds. Now, as we talked about in the last segment, you know, at the heart of your company is this amazing technology that really could revolutionize what is a multi-billion dollar industry. What do you think it would take to make your testing technology the industry standard, or better yet, a requirement? Ooh, it's, it's utopic, but I mean, for, from our point of view, I mean, ultimately people need to realize their true power is, it, it is not only voting in November, it's voting with your wallet. It's how you, it's the, the brands you support and the attention you give to issues shapes the way industry moves. So for us to, in our technology to, to go out there and change the industry and be adopted ultimately is to support our products and to ask brands and ask stores to start testing their products. And, you know, don't just, you know, be quiet, make, you know, bang the pots and pans, if you will, and let people know what you want to do. Our company would, would love the opportunity to test for brands. We'd love the opportunity to test for other companies. We just want to do what we can to help provide um, the healthiest products available to the most people possible. It's really that simple. I mean, we, we talk internally about how do we help people live healthier, happier lives. That's our goal. And then our back end of our goal is how do we help protect purity in our rivers, lakes, and oceans so that these resources are available for generations to come. And that's the balance we try to strike. So if you want to help us out, obviously, you know, try our products. If you like it, keep going with it. Um, if you like our technology and you want it somewhere else, you know, let us know and let them know and, and mm-hmm. join our community. Join, join us on Facebook and Instagram and, and help us get some critical mass so that we can start to, to move our weight around. Right now, we're very, very small. I mean, we're insignificant, well, Sean, if you will. you're not. What you're doing is huge. And you're just the kind of folks that we want to see win. When we talk to people like you on Go Green Radio, your morals, your values, your vision – 
that's what we support. And so I'm glad that you were able to come on the show. And I encourage our listeners to get out on safecatch.com and check out your product and your and your vision. Folks, We oh, I wish we had more time, but we're done with this episode today. But we're going to be here same time, same place next week with more Go Green Radio. Until then, have a wonderful week and do something in your life to go green. Did you get some terrific ideas from today's show? Please join us for more next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. It's Go Green Radio with Jill Buck here on Voice America. Go Green Radio is proudly sponsored by Covanta Energy, a leader in providing renewable energy solutions for a cleaner world. Visit www.covantaenergy.com for more information. We'll see you here next week.